After a night of mandatory fun, Jin and Gortney Shepard land back in Omega to recruit the professor, Morden Solis. Despite Morden's questionable politics, Morden is welcomed with open arms onto the Normandy. New squadmate in tow, the Expectors head to the revitalized Citadel to talk to their old captain, but more importantly, to welcome Kasumi Goto to the team. Kasumi asks Shepard to steal from the ambiguously accented Donovan Hawk, which they agree to do with excitement in their eyes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is AJ. And my name is Kim. And today, we will continue to talk about Mass Effect 2. Uh, We'll be talking about the dossiers for the scientist and the master thief, as well as mission stuff at the Citadel and the uh, Stealing Memory loyalty mission. So if you're playing along, that's the stuff you need to play if you don't want to get spoiled. Otherwise, there's going to be spoilers. Anyway, hi, Kim. Hi. How's it going? (laughs) I'm I'm great. How's your Mass Effect 2 experience treating you this week? Mass Effect 2 is going great. Um, It's still... I I still am feeling like, man, I wish I could just keep playing more Mass Effect 2. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to have to, like, take a bunch of notes and then be like, I'm not going to talk about this part. (laughs) Right. (laughs) On the podcast. Um, Or you could just do what I did this week and not take any notes at all so just don't take a single note and then play the entire game and then we'll just talk about it for one uninterrupted 20 hour episode (laughs) you keep mentioning that like it's really (laughs) something you want to do just trying to manifest (laughs) it into existence honestly but yeah so so that's what we'll be doing today i'm greatly enjoying the game but before we get into the nitty-gritty of it all Cam, I know you've got some bullshit. I do. Uh, it took me a little bit to get inspired this week. The problem <laughs> is, again, we're dealing with a situation where we don't have the full squad yet. So there's right. things that I want to talk about, but not until we have the full squad. But um, we have half the squad now. Um, it's half yeah. with the DLC characters, Zaid and Kasumi. And so just looking at this sort of ragtag group, I thought, you know, it seems like we could use some team bonding. <laughs> and so I decided to uh, imagine, if you will, what would go down if they had a night out in Omega? Okay. And I, the first question that comes to mind is who organized this? Who planned it? And I actually, I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't know if any of these people would actually willingly plan this event themselves. And so um, I think in my head canon, what happened was the elusive man took a look at this group so far and thought, <laughs> you are such a pack of loner weirdos Mm. and i really need you to have some group cohesion to make this work so i'm giving you a social budget please get to know each other okay so that that's the scene if you will yeah (laughs) nothing like when your boss sets up mandatory (laughs) i love that (laughs) (laughs) so Starting with Miranda, um, I think she would start the night as the mom friend. And I think she'd also like kind of spearhead the like planning and sort of logistics um, because she is, you know, the elusive man's right hand, Tim's right hand. Um, Thank you. 
but I think she would start out being like, everyone make sure to drink water. You know, everybody mm. like, you know, the pregame is only until this time and then we're leaving to go to afterlife. And by the end of the night, however, she is like one of the drunkest people there. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's like she starts out very responsible and then mm. at some point just totally loses control. Yeah, I definitely think she's responsible for like any of the like planning that goes into the night. But I mm-hmm. don't know if she's as concerned about like as concerned about everybody as you're kind of making her out to be i think it's like here's what the plan is and fuck you if you miss the bus like (laughs) we're getting the bus leaves at 1005 and if you're not there we're leaving sorry um and then and then leaves it up to them to actually get there on time yeah i see that but i feel like also she might be concerned that like tim is gonna be mad at her if she doesn't Uh, make sure everybody's there you know like she's like oh i gotta do this because we it's in order from the right. top, you know. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I guess I don't have have I haven't had enough of that specific interaction between mm-hmm. Tim and Miranda to really get a full read on that. But I'll I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So, uh, sort of the inverse of Miranda's trajectory is Garrus. Um. I think at the be- at the beginning of the night, he's like he's the guy at the pregame insisting everyone do shots. Like he's that yes. guy. But then by the end of the night, he has like pretty much sobered up and he's making sure everybody gets home safe 100 percent. no notes absolutely Mm -hmm. uh you know our man looks out for for his friends yeah uh, and knows how to party too so yeah i think so um (laughs) morden i think is probably not much of a partier or drinker Mm. but he approaches the night as kind of an experiment he's like how will i and my fellow squad mates respond to heavy alcohol consumption um so throughout the night he is asking people a lot of annoying questions about their like physical and emotional states he's like can i just real quick take your blood pressure like shit like that (laughs) um and sort of like generally killing the vibe but because Mm -hmm. he's such a lightweight he himself ends up getting too drunk like way too early in the night like the moment they get to afterlife they've maybe like ordered their first drinks and morden's like sick you know Mm. um and so he has to go back to the normandy early you think i don't know so i mean solarians have like a crazy fast metabolism right which means they get drunk fast but they get they get undrunk also really fast yeah maybe maybe it goes through a few rounds so I, th- I think that. that's maybe how I think that's maybe how Morden gets everybody else wasted. He's like, let's keep doing shots. Let's go. I'm so <laughs> drunk. And then like 10 minutes later, he is like sober and everybody else is blasted. Uh-huh. And he's like, OK, here's the perfect, you know, like I've, I've, I've <laughs> conducted the perfect experiment. My that's first funny. instinct was uh, given the nature of Omega and of Morden. Uh, as the vibes that I've gotten so mm-hmm. far, I think Morden might be like dealing drugs. <laughs> <at some point. laughs> like Morden shows up with like oh PCP and just like walks up to a random person in 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 afterlife. It's like, hey, you need you need something to have oh a good night. Oh my god, that's so funny. I love I love this take on Morden. But <laughs> <laughs> he's not uh, he's not your he's not your average uh, he's not your average professor. No, he really is not. Gosh, that's so funny. So our headcanons are sort of diverging here, I think, because uh, this next one is a little tied up in the idea I had about Morden, which is Jacob. Jacob, I think, is fun in a pretty low key way, but like sort of unbeknownst to everyone, he's not really drinking that much. And ultimately, he dips early. I think in in my universe, um, it's 
he's like, oh, yeah, I'll take Morden home. I'll take him back. Mm -hmm. It's fine. But secretly, he's like relieved to have the excuse to leave because he wanted to wake up early to do crunches. Yes. In But in, in your version of events, I think he just sort of dips at some point. He just ghosts so he can go home and sleep. He definitely wants to leave early, as early as possible, but he doesn't want to be like, I'm just going to go. He needs mm-hmm. like a reason to do it. Right. And I think, uh, I don't know, I think in my in my headcanon, I think his excuse is Miranda. I think Miranda gets so blasted oh, okay. that he's like, you know, she starts to get like a little too kind of loosey-goosey, a little mm-hmm. too like regular person uh and and uh jacob's like look we need to get you out of here before you like make a bad impression on yourself or the elusive Mm -hmm. man or whatever uh whether he actually feels that stuff or not is i think up for debate um but i think he sees that as an opportunity to like (laughs) to to dip early but also i think miranda's like really hard to like get to leave oh yeah Um, she's like no i'm having a great time (laughs) don't take me out of here come on man be cool Uh uh but i think ultimately he does uh wind up getting her back early okay to do crunches like you said. Yeah, so he can do crunches um i i actually love this for again my next one which is kasumi she's fun she's having a fun time but she let me pause have you spoken to kasumi on the normandy yet mm-hmm. 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 did she give you her opinion on jacob I don't think so. Okay. Well, uh, do you mind a minor spoiler about how Cosme feels about Jacob? No, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. So Cosme is having fun, but she seems very focused on talking to Jacob over anyone else at the party. Interesting. And after he leaves, she's like kind of disappointed, especially mm. if he's taking Miranda home, I think, <laughs> um, which is another thing <laughs> entirely. But sure. um, so after that happens, she starts drinking a lot more and she ends the night crying. Um, oh I think God. she's a sad drunk. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Sure. I mean, uh, I was going to say that Kasumi just kind of like, I mean, she has she has fun, you know, she's a good time. But then eventually, like, will, you know, make her way up onto one of the scaffolds, like, you know, one of the one of the braces of the building and just sit up there and like sip, you know, a margarita uh-huh. or whatever for the rest of the night and just observing people or just like turning invisible and then just like popping up behind people for no reason. <laughs> Uh, like peekaboo, how's it going? And it gets really old really quick, I think, for everybody else. But she's having a great time. <laughs> I actually, I think I like your headcanon better because yeah, I could. You're totally right that she's gonna people watch at some point. Yeah, yeah. I'm very interested in her feelings toward Jacob. You'll find out. Just talk to her in between missions, and eventually yeah, no, it'll yeah. be one of the uh, dialogue options you get for her. Yeah, Zaid is a problem. <laughs> all night yeah he's too drunk too early he nearly gets in multiple fights he keeps trying to score drugs even though nobody else in the group wants to do them with him uh in your world i think he's he's like what you gotta get us some drugs um i can't i cannot do his accent um and he almost gets the group kicked out of afterlife at some point probably for picking fights in my universe i said that when kasumi starts crying he also starts crying uh wow (laughs) I do think that whether or not she cries, he ends up he ends up crying um, is my guess. Oh, man, Zaid. Definitely really aggressive. Definitely just like slamming drinks. (laughs) I think at some point he ends up like in (laughs) whether on purpose or by force or by accident at some way he ends up in like Arya's private booth or whatever. You know, the area where you have to go (laughs) and talk to Arya. Yeah. Uh, And it's just like doing like 
<laughs> just like spinning guns around and stuff and everybody's like can you please like quit it and he's like oh, i'm the best fucking mercenary there ever was <laughs> this is how he gets gets kicked out <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's that leads to his kicking out but i think later on leads to like a letter in his uh in his private inbox from aria that's like yeah, come see me when you're so maybe we can arrange some some murder or something oh, god that's great I'm going to say Joker comes with. Yeah. And I think he maintains a pretty level buzz the whole night um, until the end when like everyone else is so much of a mess that he, he needs to help Garrus get the others home. Mm. Um, and I think he's doing that again, not like because he wants to be a particularly responsible member of the group or, you know, like that's not his yeah. vibe. But it's yeah. like at some point, everyone's being such a buzzkill that he's like, I don't even want to like this isn't fun anymore. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we just help Garrus get Get these guys home so i can go to sleep yeah i think uh i mean I, that, I think that's that's totally accurate i think in terms of like drinks i think joker starts with one drink and then like kind of nurses it for like an hour and then switches to just like sprite and then he's just like hanging out and having a good time because i i think oh, really? uh you think he's i don't know for some reason in my in my head joker doesn't like to drink a whole lot i guess interesting um, interesting because i guess you know technically he is always dd you know he's got to fly normandy <laughs> away from wherever they go oh my god you're right <laughs> You're right. Oh, yeah, that's really good. He's got to keep his reflexes sharp. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, Jin. I think he starts off the night pretty reluctant to even be there. He, like, doesn't trust these people. He doesn't really want to get to know them. Mm. But he, like, eventually loosens up. And by the middle of the night, I think he and Miranda are both very drunk, loudly ranting about the Alliance and the Council together. Fuck yes. In a way that's, like, off-putting to everyone else because nobody else here is, like, super into the Cerberus Kool-Aid. Mm. So yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I think um, Gortney is like every time I come to a bar, I get a drink. I forgot to mention last week that I got a drink from the Batarian bartender at Afterlife. Which oh, uh, oh yeah, he fully drugs you, and then you can go and drug him or whatever. You can you can go back, and then uh, uh, I think the uh, Turian there just like shoots him. <laughs> There's just a Turian at the bar who just like shoots the bartender. It's like oh okay, I guess this is the ending I wanted. Um, but anyway, uh, every bar that's that we've been to, uh, including the one in Kasumi's room, uh, Gortney mm. has. To taking a drink from i did not to mm -hmm. not to tease but i did do the the chakwas like you know oh, you buy the, yeah. the wine or whatever that seems very nice yeah we can talk about that uh and also any dance floor that's around i have <laughs> had gortney <laughs> go up and do the little like you know step forward step back mm -hmm. <laughs> dance uh so i think gortney's just like vibing having a great time i think you know she's putting them away but but she she maintains a pretty a pretty cool head uh, and I think by the end of the night, Sounds she like is Gort. just fully just like spread out on like one of those big booth couches or whatever, sitting <laughs> next to or across from Garrus being like, what happened to us, man? Like, what's with the old squat? You know, just Aww. like reminiscing yeah. about, about the, the old days and stuff. But I do think she uh, winds up needing to be like dragged back with by, by Garrus <laughs> and Joker. Uh, like she's having too good of a time. Well, not she doesn't get like out of hand, but she's like she sits for a while and uh -huh. then, you know, stands up and it's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> standing up is hard <laughs> <laughs> love this sounds like a great night uh lots of memories made lots of memories yeah. lost maybe <laughs> nice uh and maybe a lot of crying yeah i think courtney probably might depending on how long the conversations about yeah. the past go i think might will probably end up crying yeah he's like i saw tolly and she's doing so good <laughs> and then she went away but i know she's got a handle on everything mm -hmm. um incredible mm -hmm. beautiful thank you so much for that bullshit <laughs> i love it a lot thanks for uh participating with me of course. Um, so let's uh, let's let's get into it now with uh, the dossier of the professor. Mm 
Okay, I lied. Um, I want to talk about the ship stuff that I did uh, after grabbing Garrus off of Omega. So, you know, it just basically went around and talked to everybody. Uh, But this is where I noted that, like... Every time that Gortney talked to Jacob, it got like weirdly horny for no reason. Yeah. Uh, and that made me really uncomfortable. Yeah. For um, some reason, all of the F Shep and it's not it's not even like sometimes the things she's saying aren't like the words aren't that flirtatious but the voice acting is extremely flirtatious and sometimes also the words are very flirtatious um i don't know why they really want f shep and jacob to at least flirt in the beginning yeah it's very weird but it's not even like subtle it's like extremely like we're gonna bang right like it's like oh you think i'm hot (laughs) yeah uh it's like really uncomfortable considering i've known this man for three days like Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I didn't like it, but that's fine because uh, in a later conversation, there's basically an option for you to like turn the turn that conversation line off, I think, in a way where it's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not trying to flirt with you. I just like to get to know my crew. Yeah, so I, there I said, are ways to yeah. to shut down romances as you go. Uh, so I also went and uh, talked to Joker a bit. And <laughs> there's there's like an old days uh, uh, mm-hmm. conversation thing. Uh, and Shepard's like, oh, man, you know, I miss the old days or whatever. And Joker's like, the old days sucked, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're, they're like, if you you're just looking back on it with like crazy rose colored glasses, mm-hmm. but like it was bad. Like people were dying. Like we were like, it was really bad. So like maybe mm-hmm. just kind of stay, keep your head in the present. Don't don't dwell too fondly <laughs> on the times we're trying to fucking not die and uh, uh talked about the old squad getting disbanded because the council didn't like all the aliens on the team which is Ugh. a fun thing and one other thing that's going on with joker throughout mm. this game is every time you ask him like hey how's things here on the bridge he and Edie are just like constantly oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. getting into it because uh. she's like you know you have to do things this particular way and he's like no i do things the joker way um and this so they're, they're just moment. yeah he's very upset about having this ai breathing down his neck yeah. um which is a recurring theme throughout this yeah. game it's really good so then i went to go talk to zaid and this is the first you know zaid's a dlc character and i was mm-hmm. really confused at first because i I don't think I realized he was a DLC character until a little bit after this. Uh, but like when you talk to them, there, there are no like uh, uh, choreographed <laughs> camera moves or anything or like dialogue trees. It's just like the, the character will talk to you about a thing mm-hmm. and then you can talk to them again and they'll say some more stuff. And there's some stuff in, your, in the room that you can interact with, including a fucking helmet of a uh, Krogan war leader <laughs> that he <laughs> pried off of a, an old uh, blood pack clan leader, <laughs> which is just wild. But uh <laughs> He says he has this one line, you know, most of his stuff is just like, oh, you know, I had a crew and blah, blah, blah. And I was a a great mercenary. I want to fight with my gun one more time. Yeah, it's mostly war stories, mostly war stories. But he has this amazing line that says Jacob is too nice a guy for how many ways he knows how to kill people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, actually, no, wait, fuck me. That actually might be that actually might be Joker. I don't recall um, if in this one he can talk about the other squad mates i know that he does in mass effect 3 mm. so but i also don't that also seems more like a joker thing to say than as i it does that's say. why i read it and i was like wait a minute but no matter what whoever says it yes 
Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the dude is, like, way too chill for, for being this, like, uh, just full-on murderer, more or mm-hmm. less. Um, and granted, Gortney is as well. <laughs> Everybody yeah. is all kind of just, like... Everyone on the ship is is a killer. Yeah. They're just a bunch of killers just vibing. But I think the sentiment of, like, he's too nice a guy for how many ways he knows how to kill people. It's just, mm-hmm. like, such a great line so yeah that's that's zaid uh i just went and checked in i, I check in with ken and gabby every single mm-hmm. time and most of the time they don't say anything new but it's just yeah. fun to go down and see them garris is down there now uh, uh checking the weapons and stuff and he says like you know the original normandy had like state-of-the-art weapons and they were like amazing or whatever and this normandy is even upgraded uh mm-hmm. past that uh he says i wish it, i wish we joined sooner um to which Courtney's like well maybe <laughs> maybe we don't like get too comfy and then he talks about how he got his squad killed uh and you can ask like what happened um and he basically says like you know after our our team got disbanded i i was just like going around doing you know whatever uh hired gun mercenary work and then i came to omega and he says he formed his team to kick back mm-hmm. uh like against the the hive of scum and villainy that omega was again uh, uh, a possible goal that is realistic to achieve yeah <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. And uh, but he says, like, basically, you know, the way that they would function is they would just like neg whatever mercenary group to then Mm -hmm. come to what they what he calls the kill zone, um, which is where you where you do the Archangel mission, where it's just like one path to get in. uh, And they would just like lead them there and then just summarily execute entire groups of of mercenaries. And his squad was 12 people large. He said they were all ex CSEC uh, or, or soldiers. Uh, and then you can ask about CSEC and he says, CSEC asked me back, but I didn't want to, <laughs> uh, the rules and regs and stuff and just like Citadel, uh, hierarchy and stuff. Anyway, he was sick of, um, and he says the people on Omega needed something to believe in. But then, uh, one of his squad mates, a Turian named Sidonis, Sidonis mm-hmm. betrayed him. Uh, and, and basically like all of his squad died except for him, uh, and, and Sidonis who, who got away. So that's like. You know, his little his little mission uh, uh, breadcrumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really fucking sad, dude. Like, it absolutely is. heartbreaking. And then that, that conversation ends with like, you don't even get to say like, you know, you can say I'm sorry or whatever. But then he's just like, I, I just need some time. Can you just leave me alone? And then just like pushes you out of the conversation. Like, you don't get to the mm-hmm. like, I should go or whatever. He's just like, I'm done talking. And then you yeah. leave. Really sad. Um, Did you have you checked your uh, mail? Yes. The wife of one of Garrus's former squad members Mm -hmm. uh, sends you an email. It's like, hey, I like I heard that you were alive and, you know, working with Garrus Vicarian. And I'd like I know that he blames himself for my husband's death, but like he knew what he was getting into. And he Mm -hmm. was like very serious about this cause and was fully ready to die for it. And I, you know, I want him back, but I don't want Garrus to blame himself. Like, please take care of him or whatever. So it's just, uh, I love Garrus so much. He's such a good character because he's like, he is really ruthless and, and, you know, very renegade in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways, but it is always in service of really noble ideals. And like you're pointing out very like, unrealistic ideals mm-hmm. in a lot of ways um he, it just makes for a very interesting character mm-hmm. sort of complicated good character good really good good story really, good really game. Great. 
Uh, yeah, great game. I'm enjoying. I'm, I'm really, really loving all the character stuff. As as much mm-hmm. as I like the character stuff in Mass Effect One, this is like immediately already better. way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even with like Zaid and stuff, like just his little, you know, he has like maybe five or six lines before mm-hmm. he's like, "Come talk to me later." I'll, I'll, you know, whatever. Plus all the stuff you can interact with in his room, like that gives you such a good, like well rounded picture of stuff that would take like three missions to get to with like Liara or Caden or right. whatever. You know, they give you like little bits throughout every single every yeah. single piece um when i was streaming this last night i did first thing i did was like go through kasumi's room um which we can get to in more detail then but i was mm-hmm. just like it's so good that you get so much personality so much just in you know these little breadcrumbs um yeah. and i mean i think with the dlc characters like that's obviously on purpose because you know if you got them after you have finished mm-hmm. the game or got the most of the way through the game or whatever it's like you know we need to really quickly get you right as much info as we can about these characters but like they that's do not an easy a really, thing to do it's an easy thing to do and it, and it works and it's effective and it's it's really great but even um this next scene uh that i had with miranda um mm-hmm. like the stuff that she gives you in this conversation is like conversations i had to have with ashley like two or three times mm-hmm. before i actually got like the whole story so you can go talk to miranda and you know you can talk about the the Cerberus or the operation and stuff and she says as far as Cerberus operations go this is one of the best ones I've ever been a part of to which mm-hmm. Courtney replied maybe that's because this isn't a Cerberus operation uh, <laughs> it's mine and she's like well yeah, I mean yeah but it's also still a Cerberus operation <laughs> like just because you're in charge doesn't mean it's not Cerberus anymore and then uh, uh, she says uh, that I should give Cerberus a second chance because they gave Gortney one and then you can talk about her father uh, and stuff and like you know the, the role of her parents in her life and she says her father created created her mm-hmm. um from only his genes primarily uh, i think primarily says, his yeah. genes uh so she doesn't really have you know she doesn't have a mother she more or less just has like dna information mm-hmm. um and and created her uh and then um she you know wasn't having it and so yeah. she came, he, came to he was like for, for protection. A, like a like a rich guy yeah, i guess yeah. and like wanted her to be his successor for like right. his you know enterprises or yeah he whatever. was breeding her purely to like be his, his the next generation mm-hmm. of owner of this company or whatever uh and she was like that's not cool or fun uh and so she you know left and then decided you know i need protection from my rich ass father who can create a person uh so let me let me go to Cerberus because i know that i can trust them and that they can you know they'll look out for me and stuff and this is also where i took note of i love the new like camera angles and stuff mm-hmm. within within these scenes it's they're just like s- make it seem so much more directed and there's only like i don't know it's like five cinematic. or six it's definitely more cinematic but there's only like you know five or six different angles and they like recycle pretty quick but like you can tell there are some depending on the conversation you have like usually the conversation on the right side is like a fully like that's a fully directed scene uh as opposed to the other ones which just kind of feel like they're just like mm-hmm. randomly selecting you know different 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 camera angles but uh it, it's just really great i love it a lot on the subject of camera angles a uh, fun fact about the original release version of this game Ooh, versus okay. legendary edition is that in the original game there were a lot of gratuitous shots of miranda's ass that no. were then taken out of legendary edition Jesus christ yeah what the um fuck? yeah is <laughs> <laughs> can never forget the god uh, very mountain dew uh yeah <laughs> origins of this game i can this franchise so, that is so wild i am glad that they removed them um <laughs> There are other things they should have removed from this game, frankly, yeah. uh, for Legendary yeah. Edition, which we can get into someday. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, just uh, just a thing to remember. We yes. must uh, remember our legacy and where we came from. <laughs> right, never forget. <laughs> uh, so then she goes on to say, Miranda does, uh, that Tim believes in the greater good and he that he sees the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And she feels like they gave her purpose that she was lacking uh, with her father. And actually says that her father was a generous donor to Cerberus uh, before they, like, you know, adopted her or whatever, uh, took her in for, for protection, which I just think is funny. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Gortney says, like, you talk about yourself like you're just a tool to be used by, you know, your father or by Cerberus or whatever. Like, like, what about you and like how you feel? And she's like, I mean, that stuff doesn't really matter to me. I just like to know where I fit. And I like to know that I, uh, you know, have have control over certain stuff. Uh, and she has this really great line that says, uh, we were both engineered for greatness. You were great before we rebuilt you. I'm great because of it, which I think is just like a really great line for for mm-hmm. how she like views herself and and her role and in, in in the world and stuff i just think is a a really great summation in that line mm-hmm. uh, good stuff great stuff yeah. and uh, yeah so it's just like the, the character stuff in this game is just really 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 good uh yeah. so that is basically everything i did on the ship uh for now And then I headed to Omega for the Professor dossier. So <laughs> immediately, uh, I mean, you you arrive on on Omega and you have to go and like get to the quarantine zone. Uh, and immediately was like, man, this hits too hard. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. Post COVID hit hit yeah. pretty hard. Um, yeah, yeah. Not it's, post COVID. We're still COVID yeah. is just our reality now. But yeah. <sighs> Um, yeah, so it's, there's like some sort of, there's, there's a Turian who is keeping a human, uh, out who's like, no, this is a quarantine. We can't like let you in or out, um, blah, blah, blah. And you get the information that like, this is an airborne disease that is affecting every species (laughs) except humans, Mm -hmm. uh, and Vorcha because they are just immune to disease. Yeah. I, have you read the, the codex entry on Vorcha? No, I should have. I read it last night and it's basically just that like their cells are like constantly like reproducing and regenerating them so like if they get injured it heals very quickly and like uh, like actually makes them like a little bit stronger um like uh, things like that so i i think that that's sort of the reason why the vorcha are are immune um that is bonkers that's bonkers um so the Turian also tells you that like a lot of people think that this is like an engineered disease mm-hmm. uh, and that they think it was created by humans to, you know, eradicate other species. Um, so there's this this human woman outside who's trying to get into her apartment and, you know, just like grab her stuff. She says before looters can get to it. And the guy's like, well, I can't let you in. And then you come out because then you can just spread it. And she's like, but I'm immune. It doesn't mm-hmm. affect me. It's fine. Which is like very <laughs> too realistic for me. Uh, so uh, at this point, I was like, oh, fuck, did did uh morden create this disease <laughs> uh, because he has create or he has opened uh, a clinic within the the mm-hmm. zone uh to treat patients and stuff um and uh thankfully i said i brought zaid and miranda on this mission so i didn't have any like worries about people getting sick or anything okay uh yeah if you so i did this mission before before i actually did archangel and i i think i also brought zaid and miranda mm-hmm. but if you do archangel first and then bring garris yeah he starts coughing in the, <gasps> during the mission and he's like oh no <laughs> um, oh my god and uh spoiler alert 
Morden uh, cures him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, you can actually uh, have your non-human squad mates get oh my God. sick. That is that is wild because the, the turning at the gates like, well, first you start coughing and then you start coughing blood and then mm-hmm. I shoot you. That was that was what he says. <laughs> um, so so it was like, OK, great, cool. Um, and then <laughs> she he he lets Shepard go in and the woman's like, why won't you let me in? But you'll let them in. And he <laughs> says, you get a grenade launcher and then we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, which I don't know if it changes depending on like the heavy weapon you have on your back. But I, I did have the grenade launcher. Yeah, I don't um, know. So that was nice. So then. You head in and, you know, that you walk through like a, a, a zone uh, and are immediately like pointed gun at. And they're like, oh, no, they're fine. <laughs> like They are, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, don't shoot them. It's like, OK, great. This is an, a terrible vibe immediately. <laughs> uh, so then uh, you walk in, you do some shooting and then you come across this battalion uh, on the ground who um, is just like, you know, you did this to me, you human, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, I'm trying looking for Morden Solace. Calls Morden a human sympathizer uh, and then <laughs> continues to curse Shepard. And before they can finish their thought, uh, they just start coughing uncontrollably. Uh, and you get a Paragon uh, thing, which I missed the first time because I was taking oh. a note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I did just restart the mission and then uh, and then do the the thing, which uh, basically you you heal this battalion. He's like, wow, not all humans. Uh, like, OK. <laughs> Great. Um, uh, yeah. And then says uh, basically that Morden uh, is dangerous and that he saw him like take down, uh, you know, four blue sun grunts by like mm-hmm. paralyzing them and then just like shooting them in the head. Yeah. Uh, brutal shit. Yeah. The uh, blue suns are the ones who have been like, I think, tasked by Arya to keep the the plague in check here. Yeah. And so you yeah. you have to fight a bunch of them in this. Yeah. Uh, Good but times. um, I, it seems like they're also, I guess, trying to attack Morden's clinic. And yeah, the idea is that Morden is for a doctor, a surprisingly yeah. good fighter. <laughs> yeah. Later on, um, uh, after this after this mission, you get a letter from the guy who takes over the clinic. Spoiler, when you take Morden away. Um, and it's like, you know, I've learned my lesson from from before. The Blue Suns keep trying to offer protection. So I think that's why they're trying mm. to like take yeah. over the clinic so they can be like oh we'll protect you and he's like i'm not turning the mechs off again i've learned that lesson yeah which i just is 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 wild um did Jin save this man's life he did <laughs> yeah. not he I did didn't not think so. yeah yeah uh so he just he coughs himself to death i guess and then mm-hmm. and then you walk away <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you do some more fighting. You can unlock some apartments um, where you can find uh, a couple uh, more humans. Or uh, there's the first the first place that you can like hack into the lock um, leads you down to this like one bedroom apartment or whatever mm-hmm. with a batarian like dead on a bed, and you find um, like a data pad that uh, is just like the uh, I was in here and the blue suns locked me locked my door, said it was mm-hmm. because you know because I was sick. But I'm not. So I'm assuming that in like a day or two, they'll, you know, uh, offer to let me out in exchange for protection or whatever. Uh, but they just didn't come back because the Vorcha had killed the, the Blue Sun guys who locked mm-hmm. them in and they just died, which is it's just like, hey, you know, yeah. there's there's a lot of really like sad things yeah. here. There's another yeah. room where you find uh, the bodies of two Turians and, you know, they're basically like documenting how they die of the plague. Mm-hmm. And um, at some point the, the one, one dies before the other. And 
uh, the one who survives a little bit longer as he's like really going downhill. His data logs are like, you know, I'm I'm glad that so and so is still here. It's nice to have someone to talk to. But it's like after a log where he has already said that that guy passed away. So, yeah, it's like pretty, pretty harrowing stuff. Um, Good sort of world building in this little Mm -hmm. like quarantine zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is something the game has always been good at is the world building. Mm -hmm. So you can also find a couple who you can like, you know, clear the way for them to get to the clinic. It's they're kind of annoying. Um, Yeah, they kind of suck. They kind of suck. And then you can find a couple of guys looting a place to which Gortney and I, I'm, I'm as soon as I did it, I was like, maybe this wasn't in character. Gortney was like, don't steal things or I'll kill you. And they're like, <laughs> OK. But immediately afterwards, I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of a cop move, mm. you know? Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, I still haven't fully decided where I land on that. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then you come to the clinic and you meet the one and only Morden Solis. Wow. I got to say this guy, (laughs) um, he, the way that this guy speaks, you know, I know how Solarians talk. We've encountered a few Solarians Mm -hmm. throughout our Mass Effect times. Mm -hmm. This dude talks so fast fast. and has, it seems like he's purpose or he's like consciously removed. Like, oh, I can't even think of what, like, like connector words. Oh, like, oh yeah like he doesn't the way he talks is like optimized so that he can get his point across like he talks in shorthand notes yes yeah, yeah. It's, it's that uh kevin from the office uh meme of like why waste time say lot word when few word do trick um it's exactly <laughs> that but he's talking at like a mile a minute yeah uh so you know he's talking and it's like oh my gosh you're here where are you from like uh, uh blah he just like is going through all of this stuff and you're like hey mm-hmm. hi hello i'm here <laughs> welcome <laughs> uh and he's like oh what are you doing here and he's like uh I, I i didn't immediately say i was working with cerberus i was just like you know i'm i'm here working for a private person and he like sherlock holmes deduces mm-hmm. in like 11 seconds he's like oh okay it's cerberus <laughs> yeah um really 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 good shit yeah and all of him like talking very quickly through things is him like using like using his deductive reasoning out loud to like figure shit out before you even have the conversation and yes there are like paragon interrupts or i think there's also a renegade interrupt where you know the paragon one is like hey slow down like i'll you know i'll just tell you (laughs) um whereas the renegade one is like shut up already or whatever um (laughs) yeah yeah uh, but really all good. very, very fun. Yeah. Uh, and so then he tells you that he thinks that the collectors have released this virus mm-hmm. to test it out, I guess. Uh, he says that humans have diverse. Gen- he says humans have a diverse genetic background, uh, wider range than other sapient races. So I-, I guess they released this before they started abducting colonies. But this has only been going for like a week. Right. Yeah, Is this a I, separate I, thing? I think it's just a separate thing. I don't know that there's. um like, I mean, I I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's but fair yeah, enough. like this is this is just another thing that they are doing that is like, huh, this is weird. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, in terms of timing between like, have they done this first or I, I don't know if we know. And I also don't know if it really matters. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, he does confirm what a couple of people you talked to uh, have said that he did work uh, for or with uh, the Solarian Special Forces. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's where he learned to fire a gun. He brings up uh, that he trained under or studied under uh, uh, Captain Kirahi, yeah. who is still alive in my universe. <laughs> <laughs> um which is fun uh I, I i immediately recognize the name but then you get like a, a 
a prompt to, to mm-hmm. be like, oh, I know him. So then uh, he tells you like, OK, look, like uh, as you're talking, I mean, uh, the vents <laughs> system shuts off mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, they must have turned it off because they're trying to suffocate us. Hmm, we should figure this out. Um, <laughs> you're like, I'll go turn them back on, I guess. And he's like, OK, great. Uh, while you go turn those on, my assistant Daniel left a while ago to go help some stranded Batarians. I told him not to go, but he went anyway. So if you could bring him back, that would be great. Uh, so you head out uh, and journey into a heavily occupied uh, Vorcha territory, do a bunch of do a bunch of shooting. You find some Batarians uh, uh, in the end holding Daniel at gunpoint uh, mm-hmm. because he's got a bag full of vials and they're like, oh, this must be the disease. And he's like, no, no, actually, it's it's the vaccine or the cure or whatever. I'm just trying to help you. And you can do your convincing or whatever. You're just mm-hmm. your diplomat thing. Uh, and I did get them to take their guns down and I did let them go. I'm assuming Jin did not let them go. Did not let them go. Daniel was horrified. <laughs> Uh, how, did, how did you go about it? Because I saw there was there was one option that just said like uh, a gesture to henchmen. And I wasn't sure what that meant. Did you do that? No, thing? I don't think okay. so. I think I just did like the thing where it was like I convinced them to let him go. And then as soon as uh, they did, I don't know what it what it was called, but it's sure. the one where you start shooting. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Uh, damn, savage. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, fair enough. Um, Jen's kind of the villain. He's kind of a villain. In this one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, So then you can talk to Daniel for a second and just be like, look, Morden needs you back at the clinic. You should head back. And he says, "Okay, thanks. And he leaves. Uh, And then we there's one final big uh, shootout showdown in uh, uh, the like the vent vent room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you turn fans on. You fight. It's a, a hard fight. Sh- There's a lot of dudes. This game throws dudes at you like so many dudes. So many dudes, uh, and they're they just not. Keep coming. They just keep coming. Uh, so you turn the vents on, and you also put the cure into the vents, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fun thing that you could just do. I guess. Um, yeah. I guess because it's an airborne virus, it's solved by air. Yeah. Yeah. So you do that, and then uh, and then before you make your way back, you talk or you run into another gag of vorches uh and the final uh this there's like a cutscene, and the vorches like the collectors uh said that they'll make us strong once everybody is dead and i sorry i guess that's before you turn the vents on yeah he says like the 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 collectors will make us strong once everybody's dead uh and then we will you know take over omega or whatever Mm -hmm. uh so the collectors confirmed it is the collectors they are doing some fuck shit and you take care of it, I guess. Um, so then you head back to the clinic and Morden's like, great, thank you so much. I'm going to put Daniel in charge. I'll come with you. I'll be there in a second. And you, if you have saved the Batarian, he is there and he says, thank you. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> um, cool stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, and then you uh, head back to the Normandy. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Good mission. Fun Good time. Mission. Um, glad to have this guy. Uh, and I'm just going to go right to his uh, ship conversation. Yeah. Because uh, I that was immediately I beelined right mm-hmm. for him. I was like, I gotta <laughs> learn more. Uh, and actually, this is the conversation where he says he studied under Kirihi. That's my bad. But he talks to you about he used to have top level clearance uh, in the special task force. Yeah, just like okay. Uh, so he says he knows all about Cerberus and the elusive man and like you know everything. He doesn't need to be like briefed on anything because he's read it all. Uh, it's like okay, cool. And he mentions a couple times about the like. Um, the amount of non-human crew members uh, mm-hmm. and he counts Edie in there as well the AI uh, saying that Cerberus must be desperate 
uh, if they're having this many non-humans uh, in their crew. And so he, he's hanging out in the tech lab, uh, which is where he's posted up. It's just right across from where Jacob is in the weapons lab mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Uh, and he says, you know, you can ask like, oh, what do you think of the lab? How's the setup? And he's like, oh, the setup was good once I got rid of all the surveillance bugs and returned them to Miranda. <laughs> like, that's yeah. such a fucking power move to be like, I found all your cameras. Here you go. I think he says too. He he's like, oh, I disabled all of them. I returned the expensive ones. That's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, really good. Uh, uh, and he just says he uh, missed working for a team with a budget because you know he was everything he was doing mm-hmm. on Omega was very kind of uh, uh, just like thrown together. Um, you know, low budget, just kind of working with what they have. Mm-hmm. He explains how Kira he did in, in Mass Effect One that the uh, special task group, uh, the Solarian special task group, was basically what the Spectres are based on, um, you know, working without laws or anything. Mm-hmm. They're kind of able to do whatever they want. Um, and he says he did like working on Omega because of the challenge of limited resources, but, you know, he still likes being here. Uh, and that's where he brings up that he studied under uh, Captain Kirihi. says that he studied the genophage, to which I wrote, hmm. <laughs> and then uh, he's talking about Kirihi. You're like, oh, I know him. He's like, yeah, that dude loved his speeches. Hold the line. You yeah. know, very like pound your chest <laughs> stuff. It's like, yeah, it's fuck, so dude. funny. You got my fucking number, man. Yeah. Um, uh, really, 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 really good. And then he's, you can ask like, so what were you studying about the Genophage? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, well, you know, we have to make sure that it remains uh, like, we have to ensure that its efficacy is still as effective as it used to be. And we have to make sure that it doesn't dip, um, which is not a great thing. Uh, For for those of you who may not remember or do not know, the genophage was a uh, bioweapon created by the Solarians during the Krogan Wars or whatever the... Is that mm-hmm. the title of it? The um, Krogan Rebellions, yeah. Rebellions, um, because, which were only happening because the Solarians gave them the technology mm-hmm. uh, to to become, you know, uh, like a competitor in 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 these wars. Yeah, they uh, were they were not like at the level of space travel yet right. at the time. Yes. Um, but the Solarians it gave them that ability yeah. because they wanted the Krogans to help them fight the Rachni. Right. Uh, the Rachni Wars, which the Krogans did to great effect, but then um, began reproducing quite significantly and um, settling colonies that were already settled by other uh, Citadel races. Yeah. Uh, so then the, so they created the Genophage to make one in every thousand births viable, mm-hmm. um, which severely cut down the, uh, the Krogan, uh, birth rate and stuff and has like really, really strained the Krogan society. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, uh, he's like, no, the Genophage is good actually, because it adjusts mm-hmm. the viable fertility rate, uh, to stabilize to quote pre-industrial population growth levels, uh, <laughs> to which I completed the sentence for the industry that you gave them. Mm-hmm. it's just like man it's so fucked it's bad yeah it's really <laughs> fucked it's really really this is fucked. why a lot of people don't like morden which I, is I, a completely valid that. reason yeah i fully get it yeah um as charming as this man is i cannot i cannot stand by a genophage apologist i'm sorry yeah his his views on the genophage are very complex mm-hmm. and um this is this will this is not like a minor part of Morden's story by any means. So, um, you know, it will continue to be explored. And I think in a very interesting way, you know, whether it is in a way that redeems him is to personal taste, I think. But yeah, yeah, it's, uh, 
that's all you can talk about it unfortunately <laughs> i really i could have just kept talking to to, to morden all night um mm-hmm. but but then it's just like a, i should go <laughs> he's like okay see yeah. ya um give him man. the old i should go and uh, give him the old i should go yeah. uh so then you know go to talk to jacob and this is where i turned down any any uh you know <laughs> flirtatious <laughs> things he's like you know i uh I, I don't know if i'm like fully con- comfortable with like fraternizing in ranks i know we're not like alliance or anything so there's no like mm-hmm. rules against it but i'm not really comfortable with it uh to which gordon was like oh no 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 i just like to talk to my crewmates and he's like oh okay cool then we can do that so um, i take it you would have no intent of romancing jacob no not at all good it's Why? a bad it's a bad romance if you I, i'll just spoil the whole thing right now yeah i was gonna say want. bad in what way let's go yeah so um so first of all the jacob romance the, well the way that it works in general in mass effect is you can sort of be flirting with multiple people at once eventually like if you want to like lock in a romance you have to pick one so you know that leads to like uncomfortable conversations <laughs> with other people and um if you are flirting with someone else on the ship and decide that you want to go with that person, the conversation with Jacob is really fucked up, oh. <laughs> especially if the person that you decide to end up with, which I think actually can it can only be this case, because I think that those are the only romanceable characters um, if they are aliens he says some like kind of racist shit um I, I don't remember the exact line but it's like fucked up either way if you ro- if you continue the romance with jacob in mass effect 2 um you cannot romance jacob in mass effect 3 because he has just after the mission he just like i forget like what note it ends on for for jacob and shepherd but he like l- leaves and goes into like private security work mm. and the next time you see him is on a mission um where you meet him providing security work for this group of scientists um mm. and it turns out he is with one of them and um is having a baby with one of them mm-hmm. um and it's just like like he's just like yeah sorry like sorry i disappeared and like ended up Jeez. like with this other woman God. and it's just like it's it's i don't know it, like if you really want to hate jacob i highly recommend looking up the uh the jacob romance uh, videos wow. um on youtube um because you can just look up entire like over the course of multiple games all of the like romantic scenes with a particular mm-hmm, character mm-hmm. it is i don't know it's interesting i yeah. uh, like as a character it makes me not particularly like him but i do think that the game is sort of doing him dirty particularly as the only black character um in any squad it's Mm. i don't think that it's well handled (laughs) um and i there is there is more to that there are more ways in that perspective that um that jacob is done dirty which we will explore during his loyalty mission someday um okay yeah that's Oof. all I will say about that. Um, but yeah, dodged a bullet. Um, yeah, definitely better to just stay friends with Jacob. Yeah. So he reveals he's an only child, which is fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then it's like, and then this, this conversation or these conversations with Jacob feel most like Mass Effect 1 conversations. Because it's like, mm-hmm. here's a little bit about my history. I have to get back to work. We can talk later. Um, yeah. Like that's really all he gives you is like, oh, you know, I don't have any family or extended fa- or I don't have any siblings or extended family. It's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just kind of out here on my own. And that's it. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Um, I think part of it is that they are 
feeding you Jacob a little bit more slowly because he's like one of the first characters you get. Right, right. But also I think it's just it is sort of part of his character. He's not like super forthcoming. No, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's totally in character. I just think unfortunately yeah. that character is not super interesting. <laughs> no. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As you're walking around the ship this time, you know, because I did, uh, I talked to Zayed a little bit, um, Mm -hmm. nothing, you know, still just more war stories. He says he got choked by a Hanar one time and was like, I'll never (laughs) trust Hanar ever again. Uh, Really funny. Um, But also as you're walking around, you can hear random crewmates talking, um, just like people in the crew quarters or people, you know, up up in the bridge, you know, doing Mm -hmm. whatever they're doing in those seats alongside the the, the road, the road to Joker. Um, Talking about pushing buttons. Yeah. Pushing buttons. Talking about how uh, the Ferris Fields colony got uh, Mm -hmm. collected. I didn't really know how else to say it. I just said they got collected. And and one of the people, you know, whoever you hear talking on the bridge, um, it's like he knows he has family that was in that colony. Yeah. Um, So it's just like, you know, it's getting it's hitting closer to closer to home. Mm. And then uh, this is also the first time where I probed planets for resources. Uh, oh yeah i think that's fun as hell it's I, so fun <laughs> it's just it's very uh like lizard brain yes ding boy it is very ding boy stuff. it is very um, ding yeah i keep wanting to do it uh when i'm streaming and then i have to stop myself because i'm like i can't i can't put people through this <laughs> but i do need to like sit down and get some resources yeah because you need those yes. resources for upgrades mm-hmm. and without spoiling anything Get the upgrades, especially the ones for the ship. They make it pretty obvious that, like, if you don't buy the new chassis for the Normandy, you're just going to die. So, like, mm. maybe do that as soon as possible. Yeah. Like, it's it says, like, straight up, like, oh, if this gets shot with a collector beam, it won't immediately get cut in half. So it's like, oh, OK, I should probably do this. then. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's what um, Morden brings to the ship is is upgrades mm-hmm. for not just the ship. He, he brings upgrades for weapons, for armor, for for yeah. the, the prototypes, which are just just like new types of armor. There are also upgrades that if you talk to each yes. squad mate and say, hey, do you have any ideas for upgrades? And they're like, oh, yeah, here's something. Yeah. Um, so that's how you get more of them. So make yeah. sure to get those. I did to, do that. To get the, I guess, recipe <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> to use uh, Animal yeah. Crossing terms and yeah. then to also uh, make it happen. Yeah. And that's that's also another great thing about probing planets is when you get enough resources to build something it's like oh you have enough platinum to make the new upgrade Mm -hmm. for this or like you have enough you know iridium to do whatever um i think it's an awesome feature um which i don't know if that was part of the original mass effect or two or if they added that in legendary edition but that's a it's a great uh a great addition Mm -hmm. uh and that's all i had on the ship for this time okay so now let's talk about heading to the citadel and talking to our old friend counselor anderson Well, for you. For me, yes, yes, yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, so you get to, <laughs> you get to the Citadel and you roll up in this fucking, like, red, like, hot-ass looking <laughs> hover car or whatever, and you, you know, you get out with your squad or whatever, and you are immediately beckoned by an ad tube or whatever you want to call it, uh, and there's a whole cutscene with Kasumi, uh, who has hacked into the ad tube and, and is, is talking to you um <clears throat> excuse me um and this is the the master thief dossier yes um 
And she talks to you about like, yeah, I'm excited to join your crew. I, uh, you know, Cerberus and I had a deal. And you're like, okay, great. What's the deal? Because they just don't tell me for some reason. Uh, and she tells you that uh, she needs help getting a gray box for uh, of her old partner, KG Okuda. Uh, and as I typed that into my phone, it autocorrected to Kenji. Um, yeah. So it's like, oh, we're getting it from Kenji Ogata. Uh, from a man named Donovan Hawk, uh, who had killed KG and taken it and basically this is like a, a, a memory it's like it's, it's like a memory drive or whatever yeah it's like an, an implant that you put in your brain and it saves all of your memories yeah. sort of uh black mirror style yeah i do like the idea of calling it a gray box instead of a black box because mm-hmm. like gray matter like brain yeah, stuff good. you know it's fun it's good uh so she tells you like yeah we're gonna have to sneak into uh hawk's mansion and do a heist and it's like okay i'm fucking all Sick. in on this i was yeah. immediately i texted kim as soon as the word heist was brought up and i was like wait a minute is this loyalty yeah. mission a heist and it, it sure is also is. just her character design fucks like awesome. she she wears you know she's a sneaky hair so she has this like cool cat suit but she wears a hood mm-hmm. so you never really see like all of her face mm-hmm. and she also just has this cool like lipstick situation yeah. where she just has like a little like square of lipstick mm-hmm. just in the middle of her bottom lip it's really good sick it's sick. really good uh, uh, unfortunately, as a DLC character, she's not romanceable, which yeah. is a shame because yeah. uh, I think we both on this call have crushes on her. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I messaged Kim immediately after that cutscene and said, I think I have a crush on Kazumi to be determined. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, you do. I, you yeah, do. I, I do. It I won't do. go confirm. away. um but i do have to say i i her not being romanceable i like fully get and support in terms of her like story oh yeah Uh, it totally makes sense yeah yeah but yeah so so you know you're gonna you get conscripted to Mm -hmm. do a heist to get uh a gray box yeah Um, i do love to they keep it very vague in the beginning you know i think she refers to to kg is her partner but Mm -hmm. it's like it could just be her partner in literal crime right yeah which is true yes but uh as you find out later it was also they were in love yeah yeah so yeah, uh, there's something on the gray box that could apparently spark interstellar war. So you have to go get yeah, it. So that uh, he ha- he discovered some kind of like sensitive information. Yeah. Um, um, and and Donovan Hawk is like a, a weapons dealer and stuff. So he has a lot to gain if war mm-hmm. is war were declared. So yeah, so we'll do that. And she's like, all right, well, I'll see you on the ship. And she disappears. Yep. <laughs> she literally turns invisible. Yes. Uh, so fucking cool. When I first played this, I was like a vanguard or something. I don't know. And I was like, I want the class that I can. <laughs> And turn invisible <laughs> and uh, that's why infiltrator is now my favorite class. can you do the stuff she can do so i i can turn invisible Fuck. i cannot she has something called shadow strike yeah, which is that like, shit's cool as hell yeah she turns invisible and then like may like sneaks up on someone and melee attacks them i mean i guess i could theoretically do that but yeah. uh i don't believe that there are some classes that have like enhanced melee attack but i don't think that infiltrator is one of them i could be wrong sure so yeah i don't i do not melee attack very often yeah okay so now we're just wandering around the reconstructed kind of updated citadel and there's a guy just like hanging out outside of c-sec talking about like (laughs) 
he's he's talking about how you know the 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 things that they fire from their ships are like nuclear warheads like they're like 30 times or 300 times more powerful than like the the like hiroshima nagasaki bombs um so like that he says that is why we don't just quote eyeball it colonel uh or like that's my private or whatever which is just so funny because he's like once it if if it misses its target it just keeps going into space and guess what it might hit something in ten thousand years but you just just you have just demonstrably destroyed there it's like an alliance like squad or yeah 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 it's it's a captain talking to two of his uh two of his squad mates it's really really funny so then uh you can head into the csec uh area and there's a human travel advisory if you talk to the vi um because like basically the vi is like if you're human be careful traveling like travel in groups don't travel at night don't go to these wards or like try and limit your travel to these wards because uh non-human races might be mad that the humans are now in charge which is like (laughs) jesus christ yeah it's bad and also the vi if you if you uh ask about the sovereign attack says that it was a geth attack and not there's no mention of the reapers at all Mm -hmm. uh which is fun and morden calls mimetic engineering uh which is relevant to metal gear solid if we ever play that Uh (laughs) um i also worth uh touching upon when you enter the citadel Mm. the security is uh apparently like it's heightened first of all there is like security to enter the citadel at all um but oh yeah (laughs) you know like there's like an automatic sort of system that i guess like scans your omni tool or whatever and is you know knows who you are which is already creepy um but it's like sorry the system is saying that you're dead (laughs) (laughs) and shepard's like uh yeah i've been getting that a lot um so they're like okay go talk to captain bailey and he Mm -hmm. can help you and so Mm -hmm. you when you first enter you have to talk to bailey who is like um like head of csec for this ward i believe Mm -hmm. and you basically have he can like help you uh reinstate your alive status but Jin was like maybe just leave it that i'm dead gourtney as um, well yeah. yeah yeah it's like this might work to my advantage actually so just keep me dead yeah really good so i mean all this stuff is kind of just like wandering around and, and just seeing stuff around the citadel I, mm-hmm. I found a quarian who is being accused of stealing a credit chit from a volus yeah. you can just like walk around to the stores and he's like oh yeah he left his credit chit here and then you go talk to the volus uh and you're like yeah you left it at that store you fucking idiot uh yeah. and there's a csec officer there as well <laughs> who when the volus is like well she could have taken it there's like a renegade option to be like shut the fuck up <laughs> Yeah. Like you obviously just left it there and then you can you yell at the CSEC officer too. It's like what you were just gonna like take this dude at his word even though he fucking left his shit there yeah. and you weren't gonna do anything about it. Well and the CSEC officer, like even after it's revealed that she you know, that she was innocent, um, mm-hmm. is like I you know, like get out of here because I otherwise I'm gonna write you up for vagrancy. <laughs> yes. Like I think it's a good it's a good reminder of like the place that Quarian's stand Mm. in the rest of galactic society which is like pretty pretty low social status they are looked down upon um because they're considered to be just like vagrants essentially um which is like it sucks like both of these uh the csec officer and the volus are both saying some really racist shit yeah it's really really Um, fucking rough uh yeah so so gortney told them off and that felt really great yeah Um, that was one of the few paragon things that that Jin has done lately is be like you know what fuck both of you guys Mm -hmm. because yeah Jin still appreciates an underdog yeah uh so then uh i i didn't really do much after that i i bought some stuff 
Yeah, mm. did you uh, overhear the two Krogan talking about fish? No. Oh, <laughs> I. You, uh, next time you're in the Citadel, please uh-huh. look for that. Okay. Uh, I won't spoil <laughs> it for you. Okay, great, love it. Uh, I bought the uh, the enhanced uh, provisions or whatever for for uh, Commander Gardner or Captain Gardner, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also bought the scotch or whatever it was uh, for Chakwas. Uh, so we'll get to that in a minute, but, um, so then you head, you can head to the Presidium, uh, where you are greeted by, or it teleports you, I guess, right to his office. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, for, you can't for, wander the Presidium in yeah, this game and it's which sucks. is interesting. It's interesting. Uh, so yeah, you, uh, are in, for me, Counselor Anderson's office mm-hmm. and, uh, he's basically just tells you like, hi, I'm happy you're alive. I can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because the uh, uh, every time I bring an idea up, or even if I have Odina bring it up, like I'm instantly vetoed because I will not compromise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, I'm a really bad politician because I do not compromise on anything, uh, which is uh, causing none of my, you know, none of the things I want to actually be uh, yeah. pushed through. In in my case, Udina is the counselor, and Anderson is sort of like advising him, sure. but like obviously Udina is not taking any of any of Anderson's advice. Yeah. So he's he's just yeah. I feel bad for Anderson. He just he's sad and um he doesn't have anything to really do. <laughs> yeah, I um I, I have to imagine that your Anderson's pretty pretty bummed because in mine, Udina shows up and Anderson's like, mm-hmm. get the fuck out and like tells him to fuck off. And it's like <laughs> he's like, I have to make sure he 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 remembers his place. Um, yeah. and that's like a little bit of power for him, but in your version, you know, he is the one getting told to fuck off. So Yeah. In mine, I know Udina comes in at some point, but he yeah. is um he's just kind of a jerk to everyone. And I was a jerk back and it felt sure. really good. Yeah. Also, if you had saved uh the council, or if oh. I had saved the council, you actually have a conversation with the council here. Oh. Um mm-hmm. whoa. And they give you the option or i guess it's if if shepherd saved the council or if the council died and anderson became a yeah counselor, you, get, getting respectered right. yeah getting yeah. respectered yeah count uh anderson respectered me as well got it he says it doesn't really mean anything but it can look good to just like say you're a specter right uh i did not get that option wow but okay. if Udina is the counselor and the council is dead, there is no option to become a specter again. Whoa. Anderson is just like, I can't help you. Like, you're not a specter anymore. <laughs> yeah. And Jin was like, fuck that. I don't need that anyway. I don't want to be a specter. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. So, um, yeah. 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 There is a council, but they don't want to see Shepard because uh, they say that Shepard put the human interests over the council races and also works for Cerberus. Um, mm-hmm. So they were like, no actually yeah. we won't we won't uh permit an audience here but yeah so that's that's basically that whole conversation um anderson is like mm-hmm. look i can't really do much for you but let me know if you need anything and we right. will try uh, yeah and anderson we'll wants to support shepherd because shepherd is now the only one who is <laughs> doing anything about the reapers yes so then uh we head back to the normandy uh, I gave the permit provisions to the guy and he's like, ah, oh, they're great. Everybody loves it. Try a bite. Yeah. <laughs> to, which you can deny, which I think is she really denied funny. It. <laughs> he's like, I'm good. Well, he describes it as calamari gumbo, which I'm sure is actually good, but it is like a very, I don't know. I just don't feel like if I were in a spaceship, I would want to eat calamari gumbo. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's you know no way I mean? that's real squid. <laughs> like, yeah. And I just feel like, if i don't know if you get sick if you get the shits on that mm. on that ship that can't be fun 
you can see the bathrooms in this game. Right. There is not a lot of privacy in there. And there's also like two toilets for the entire. Yeah, I know. Ship. I, yeah, I have to imagine that that's sort of like a just use your imagination here and <laughs> assume this would be bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's teeny tiny. Also, you're telling me in the year, whatever it is, we still have gendered bathrooms. Come on. I know. Yeah. Leave it's it ridiculous. to the, leave it to the human supremacist uh, fucking organization mm-hmm. to make gendered bathrooms a thing. Oh, in, yeah. In the 22nd century. Uh, Do you think Miranda is a turf? <laughs> I think Ashley is definitely a turf. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't think so. No. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I do. You know, I do kind of I think you're probably right. I don't know that Miranda's a turf necessarily. I don't think that she takes up the cause in any significant way, no. though. Yeah, I think she'll she she doesn't. Yeah, she's she's like uh, uh, the kind of person who's like will like make fun of you for pronouns in bio, but then you know, <laughs> won't won't actively do anything to like uh, uh, hurt the cause except mm-hmm. except that stuff. <laughs> Jesus Sorry, Christ. Miranda. <laughs> Sorry, Miranda. Um, so I also then went and drank with uh, Dr. Chakwas. Uh, it was very nice. Um, yeah. You know, you just kind of have a whole conversation about how she, you know, you could have gotten assigned on any Alliance ship. Like, why would you come to this one? She says that she likes the the consistency, like she likes to be needed and and likes to feel like she is is actively helping something mm-hmm. and not just like being a doctor or whatever. Um, so she talks about she mentions Joker, but then she also just mentions like being on this kind of ship where, you know, anything can happen. And mm-hmm. in a moment's notice, like somebody could like lose a leg or whatever. Like, Yeah. Well, she said she said something. I'm trying to remember how she phrases it, but she's like, you know, being a basically a like combat medic, like mm-hmm. I I only treat people for the most part who are very injured Mm -hmm. and like either they die or they, you know, they get better, but then they like leave and I don't see them again. And so like the Normandy was for her like kind of a nice place of like, okay, I'm like constantly Mm -hmm. like I have sort of a constant, especially treating Joker with his Rolex syndrome. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's I don't know. It's. The amount of characterization they do for Chakwas is like they make her out to be this like very lonely character, but not not in like a pathetic way, like Mm -hmm. in 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 the way of like she does work that she really believes in and that that sometimes is like personally sort of isolating for her. But she loves the work that she does. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know. I don't know. I love Chakwas so much. She's I wish great. I wish there were more of, of this. Yeah. Yeah. More conversations with Chakwas because it's just good stuff. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. So that was all I did on the ship that time. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, well, I guess I did, you know, I did the I, I visited Kasumi in, in her room. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, she has a couple of paintings and stuff. And one of them she got from a, a guy who she was supposed to steal the painting, but somebody had stolen it first. So then she stole it from the guy who stole it the first time. Yeah. And then there's another one uh, painted by a kid who got uh, stolen by slavers. Uh, and so she rescued that kid from the slavers. And while they were like 
on their way back home, she painted like a, a canvas, uh, you know, this really beautiful painting. Uh, and there's also a bar in Kasumi's room, which you can uh, yeah. <laughs> get drunk at, yeah. Uh, yeah, which is like fun. Kasumi is like, we've got her like posted up in the lounge, uh, as her room. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think also <laughs> the first time you ever talk to Kasumi, she goes, people are talking about there and I are talking out there and I hear it all. Oh um, and basically the, <laughs> what becomes very obvious uh, the more you talk to Kasumi is that she just kind of spends her time like sneaking around the ship and eavesdropping on people. Amazing. And it's incredible. That's so she strange. is like a huge gossip. She's all <laughs> up in everybody's business. Um, and the more squad mates you get, you get to hear her thoughts on all of them. It's very fun. <laughs> wow. Beautiful. Um, I love her. I love that. I want to be her friend. Yeah, I want to be a friend. Um, so then we head out to do Kasumi's loyalty mission, uh, stealing memory. Uh, so just a reminder, we are stealing KG's gray box from the weapons dealer. Uh, weapons etc dealer <laughs> donovan hawk <laughs> uh who is just like throwing a gala for similarly awful people and <laughs> you roll up and you get this like fun little cutscene in you know the hover car or whatever uh where Cosme's like all right your your name is allison gunn uh, what is what is Jin's name solomon gunn solomon Ooh, that's good yeah yeah, so so you know Allison and Solomon Gunn, uh, mm-hmm. fully decked out in you know in like a, a black uh, uh, cocktail dress, um, ready to party, uh, and we are bringing a statue of Saren. Yes, <laughs> which is so, so funny. it's it's supposed to be like like a gift, yes. like a host gift. But as I was saying on the stream, I just think it's so funny that like. It's like, why would this guy have any interest in in Saren? Like, why? It just feels like it's it's just shorthand for like, this is a bad evil. Yeah, this is an evil man because he likes the, you know, the baddest baddie from the last game. It's like, why would he like that? Yeah. Why does he want like, does he want the destruction of the universe? No, that's bad for business. Yeah, what are you talking about? But yeah, you give him a, a statue of Saren, which is actually how you're smuggling in all of your weapons and armor. Uh, really, really good. So you roll up and you're like, hi, I'm Allison Gunn. And the guy's like, oh, this statue, one of his guards is like, this statue is pretty mm-hmm. weird. Uh, and then Donovan like looks at it and it's like, why would they come all the way from Ilium or wherever uh, uh, mm-hmm. just to like cause trouble? Like, you know, from somewhere far away, I guess, which is the the fake, the alibi that that mm-hmm. Al- or that uh, Cosme had, had made for us. Uh, he's like, just put it in the in the vault with everything else. Um, so he rolls it down. And uh, uh, tells Kasumi that she can't come in. So she just turns invisible. Which like, yeah, of course she can't come in because she yeah. looks like a fucking thief. She's like, she's like, I didn't see <laughs> that's not the reaction. Up. She's like, that's not the reaction I expected. I was like, how? You're fully got the hood up. And yeah. like, you look like you're going to kill this. You man. look suspicious as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's a good look. But like, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she just walks around with you, uh, invisible and you're talking to her like via comms and stuff the whole time, which is very funny. And, you know, you basically you, f- you kind of case the joint, um, walk around, discover that there is a, uh, a kind of hard ass security head mm-hmm. and the vault is downstairs, but has like three layers of, uh, uh, 
security so you have to figure yeah. out how to get through all those and I mean, you basically go from place to place in this in this mansion uh, uh, and just like collect information and, and ways yeah. to get in the vault. It's very it's fun. fun. It's very yeah, fun. Yeah. So the, the things that you have to do is you have to cut the power to like take down like a weird shield thing or something that's on there. You have to there's like a voice command. Um, so you have to a find the password and b get a. <laughs> A recording of yeah. hawk's voice yeah um which you do by like <laughs> basically like having a conversation with him and like saying the right thing to get him to give this really absurd yeah, speech he about how he's poetic. evil uh, uh, basically no it's about how they're the people in the galaxy who does the things that need to be done even though mm-hmm. the other people don't want to do it okay it's it's sure. a very, very good trait to have okay <laughs> um and then what else you get the you get the password by like going into the the security <laughs> office and taking out the security guards yep and then the last thing you need to do is get his DNA, which uh, to do that, you need to go into his private quarters. And there oh. are two ways to do that. One is uh, you convince the guard at the door that you have access, mm-hmm. which I believe is what you did, AJ. Yeah. So I talked to him once and said I had access from the security person because I thought mm-hmm. that would be enough. And then he like rung it in and was like, no, you don't fuck off. Uh, but then if you go and find uh like a voice print of the security person you can the call or you can like redirect the call to kasumi's mm-hmm. thing and she's like he definitely has she's definitely allowed in and then and then uh so when i went when i went back the second time he's like i already told you no and you just say call it in again you <laughs> said call it in again and he does he's like all right sorry <laughs> he just lets you in it's really right. good um yeah so Jin Jin went up to this guy and was like i i have permission to be in here uh, and the guy's like, on whose authority? And he's like, mine, bitch. And <sighs> the guy's like, fuck, get the fuck out of here. Wow. So uh, Jin had to go Powerful. in the back sneaky Ghost yeah. of Tsushima way, which yeah. is uh, you can sneak in Classic. Uh, to the room through uh the back smashing and, like, a window the uh, smash a window to get in yeah so that's uh that's what Jin did yeah and then you have to wander around his room and try to find things with his dna on them which is like kind of fun because like you can be like there's nothing on this plant and it costs me like yeah there's nothing on the plant what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> you you examine the plant and and shepherd goes it's clean and kasumi goes it's a plant <laughs> yeah it's really good and then as you leave i think you have to shoot a couple more guards mm-hmm. uh to get out of there mm-hmm. which goes fine um yeah. <laughs> yeah i just shoot them and apparently nobody seems to have noticed yeah i just I, all the doors i guess are soundproof yeah. like out the wazoo <laughs> Yeah, it is very funny to me, like all the stuff that you're doing in here that uh, the other party go to goers don't seem to notice. <laughs> Just like, like walking around example. opening doors that are yeah. locked. Like, OK, <laughs> it's very funny. Um, I tried to be casual and like walk slowly. But the, mo- you know, yeah. the model of Shepard accounts for like having guns at your hip and stuff. So like Gortney's mm-hmm. arms are like all out really weird. You know, she's like walking like a fucking like the, metal statue or something. It's so the funny. The F Shep walk and run cycles are bonkers she looks insane her <laughs> run is like the the stance is so wide it's yeah. like bizarre um so that all all of that shit uh manages to get you into the vault so mm-hmm. you put your armor back on and head in where you find a bunch of like very valuable yeah. pieces of art yeah. and statues and relics and things 
including Lady Liberty's head. Yeah, I saw you post about this in the Discord this morning. Please, please uh, enlighten us. I was like, what is this? Like, what happened to Lady Liberty on, on stream yesterday? I was like, what happened to Lady Liberty that her head is fucking in Hawk's uh, vault? Yeah. yeah. Which also, like, <laughs> when you, you can sort of, like, go and interact with all of these different things. And when you interact with the the head, Kasumi's like, damn you, Hawk, um, <laughs> in a Plot of the Apes reference, which is good. Um, but, okay, so there is actually an explanation for this, which is that the United States of America doesn't exist anymore. It's uh, supposedly, which uh, it's so funny to me that like this is the future that they envisioned. Um, but in 2096 or sometime around then, Canada, Mexico and the U.S. merge into the United North American states. And a lot of people are very upset about this, which leads to a terrorist cell called Freedoms First, basically destroying the Statue of Liberty in protest. This leads to the Second American Civil War, which is so funny to me that they think this is how it's going to start. Yeah. <laughs> where we are currently. Uh, so, yeah, that basically the, the head was like, that's how the head ended up. The statue was destroyed. The head was moved to a to the National Museum of American History in D.C., and then during the Second American Civil War, specifically during the Battle of Washington, God, <laughs> um, <laughs> it disappears and ends up in Hawk's uh, vault. Just fascinating history that they have devised for Earth. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, wild um yeah there's also a um there's like this wild uh like troll monster that you can interact with that has like big horns and stuff which is just a monster from uh uh dragon age Mm -hmm. uh it's like imagine running into this guy in a dark alley he's like cool thanks bioware (laughs) oh there's also one more easter egg is uh there's one of the creepy statues from ilos yes oh my god Uh, yeah yeah. and i think all kasumi says is creepy creepy (laughs) yeah uh really good so then you find uh well a you find your first submachine gun Mm -hmm. uh the locust which is cool uh i guess yeah uh and then also that's another part of the the that lore by the way is like Mm. that was a a gun that was used to assassinate one of the presidents of the united nations of north america oh cool north american states states yeah yep unis Unis. Cool. Um, and then up alongside that, you also find KG's gray box. Uh, great. And then you do a bunch of shooting and fighting and there's several waves of enemies and uh, you do a whole bunch of shooting and fighting. And right before the last one, uh, there's some fun stuff in there, I guess. Uh, uh, right as you're like about to escape, a door locks and then you have to blow through a wall using a <laughs> fucking like yeah. a tank, uh, a tank gun, uh, which is fun. Uh, and then the very end, uh, Hawk shows up with a gunship and his maybe south african accent uh, <laughs> oh my god yeah we haven't talked about the accent yeah donovan hawk <laughs> has an accent that is unplaceable <laughs> the closest thing it seems to be the consensus of what they must have been going for is a south african like afrikaners accent mm-hmm sure but it also sounds scottish a lot of the time yeah it's very interesting it's so bad (laughs) it's awful (laughs) 
Yeah. I'm sorry to say. But yeah, that was a, a subject of much uh, discussion on stream last night. <laughs> How bad that accent is. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I just had to I had to comment on it. Yeah. So Hawk shows up. Yep. Hawk shows up. It's just a bunch of shooting. You got to shoot the shield down. You got to shoot a bunch of guys. And then you got to mm-hmm. you, you got to do shoot. Then he comes back and the shield's all the way up. And you're like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? And and yeah. uh, Kasumi's like, don't worry, I'll jump on it. Uh, yeah, OK. Um, and so she fucking like we get this wild cut scene after you do, you know, you take all like 10 waves of enemies or whatever the fuck uh, where she like hops up on some boxes and then up some pipes and like runs up the pipe like Mirror's Edge style and like. <laughs> triple flips onto the front of the fucking uh gunship uh uh and and does something with her omni tool which i guess deactivates all the everything she like fucking punches the ship yeah but then i don't know d- activates something yeah technological to take down the ship it's so cool yeah she does a cool cut scene she lands in like the black widow pose you know the one leg out one leg bent uh as the ship uh crashes <laughs> it's very very it's so it's over cool. the top uh but it's it's really great it's funny really, really too great. there's there's a point in the fight where hawk's like you can do whatever you want to this ship i have you know a million others it's like but you're in that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you should be worried about what i'm doing yeah to that one while you're in it <laughs> Yeah, I guess um, you don't have to be that smart to be an arms dealer. No, 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 no. You just got to be right, right place, right time. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, you had called for Joker to send down a a, a, sh- a little ship earlier, uh, and that ship shows up, and you make it out, uh, and there you go. Uh, and then on your way out, we see Kasumi like jack in to the gray box uh, where there is a uh, hologram video recording of uh, KG being like, "Hey, what's up?" Uh, if you found this, that means I'm dead. You know, I, I protected the, the, or like I, I protected the password by encrypting it and uploading it to your memories, uh, or something. So mm-hmm. she'd be the only one who'd be able to access it. And he's like, but I need you to delete all these memories. And as yeah. like right before, as he's saying that she is like actively reliving pieces of these memories where you are seeing their relationship and like when they meet and when they, you know, fall in love or whatever, um, and then he's like, you're gonna have to delete this. And she like runs back from the memories and it's like, I don't want to do that. But since it's a video recording, he's like, I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> um, yeah. and it's really, really sad. Uh, and then it's up to Shepard to convince her to do it or to not do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gourtney was like, you know, this is what he wanted and it is for the best that this information doesn't exist. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have to delete it. And then you have the option for you to do it or for you to offer to do it, um, which I did not take because I felt like really wild for for Shepard to be like, I'll delete it for you. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, you just have to do this. And she's like, yeah, you're right. Uh, and then she does. And it's very sad. Yeah. Uh, with Jin. So this is I mean, this weirdly i will say this this decision does not have like really any consequences for the character or for the game universe which is wild because it feels like it should but i guess you know it's dlc right but yeah the it is one of the decisions that when i first played the game that i labored over the hardest oh because it's like i don't want her to lose the memories of the person that she loved but also like her having these memories and all of this information is dangerous to her. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if I convince her not to, you know, not to delete them, is that going to mean that like Kasumi gets hurt in the future? Like this. So that I like really struggled with that one. It is like, it feels 
simultaneously really low stakes, but really high stakes and very like emotional. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's like it really hit me uh, mm-hmm. the first time I played. And I think ultimately in my first run, I made I did basically what you did, which is I sort of took the middle ground, which is like, this is what KG wanted. Like, I'm not saying that you should like should or have to do it. You know, I'm not going to say like, oh, just yeah, whatever. Just keep them like at the end of the day, this is what he wanted. Mm-hmm. In this case with Jin, Jin was like, you got to delete it. Just yeah. delete it. Just do it. Mm. And did not do it himself. Made her do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's really sad. It is a really sad end um, to her story uh, yeah. to have her basically erase all of these memories of person that she loved. Yeah. Um, it makes me kind of sad uh, knowing that she's DLC and that like that is all of the, that is the whole that is all of her story uh, and that yeah. the rest of the story will happen independent from her. Yeah, kind we of will. Bummer, but we will see her uh, again sure. in Mass Effect 3, I will sure. say. But yeah, in terms of like the her like personal KG story and all mm. that, that is that's all we see of it. Yeah. Which like it's it's fucking good. It's it is. It's really really good. It's really good. So, it's really affecting. Yeah, it's really it's well um. Uh, they make the stakes kind like they are like galactic stakes, quote unquote, because mm-hmm. like whatever information uh KG had could right. really implicate the alliance in something. We don't learn mm-hmm. specifically what it is, but he says it could implicate the alliance. Um, but it's also extremely personal because it's wrapped up in these memories of right. You know the the person she loved. Right. Um, it's, it's, I do think like. I I have uh, in the past been like it's kind of unsatisfying that we like don't even find out like what that information is but I actually as I'm sitting here now I'm like I think that's what makes it good yeah is that like the galactic stakes of this have absolutely nothing to right. do with like the decision that you're making right um because you don't know and like in the absence of that of knowing like what the information even is it's like well i don't care about that i what i care about and you know like i said the time that i played this first and was really impacted by this decision it wasn't because like wow what's on that disc it was because like having that information still could harm kasumi who was a character that i had like immediately fallen in love with yeah yeah um keeping it vague keeps it like keeps the stakes personal yeah i think so yeah really good um great job mass effect good job bioware good job with this one yeah good job with that one Uh, i wish i could say the same for all of the dlc (laughs) in this game oh rest in peace uh (laughs) that is all i have played of the video game thus far yeah i played uh one more mission on stream which Mm. i i am gonna try to not do i don't want to get ahead so whenever we play that mission next i'll hopefully just stay on track um okay do you want to say what mission it was so we can so i can play it or oh sure yeah it was uh i did zaid's loyalty mission oh okay yeah great cool yeah just because uh i I didn't want to finish streaming um so yeah i think we can do that for next week and then we're gonna do the next two dossiers which are the convict and the warlord yeah looking very forward to those because i don't Mm -hmm. i don't know anything about anything I think uh, uh, in between those, we are also going to get a new main story mission, which actually we might be, f- <sighs> if I remember correctly, actually, you might not have the choice once you get that mission, you might have to just do it. So I guess we'll see. Okay. Sort of depending on, do we want to, why don't we pick like a marching order for, for which of the dossiers we do next? 
I think maybe let's just say we'll do the warlord first. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'll do cool. I'll do Zaid's loyalty mission, and then the warlord, and then the other one, the convict. Uh, and we'll see where we get carded. Mm-hmm. But that is that is the uh, the the tentative play for next week. Okay. Um, depending on how big that story mission is, I assume it's like regular story mission big. Um, um big in terms of like. Big story implications. It's not like super long or anything. Okay. Okay. Um, it but does the, have a pretty tough battle, though. Okay. I'll tell you that. Um, but like the warlord and the convict are both non DLC, right? So they'll have like actual, Correct. they'll have missions tied yes. to getting them. Um, so yes. depending, we might not do the convict depending on how much I feel like we, uh, I could talk about uh, the, the story mm-hmm. mission if it happens before that. But if not, uh, we'll do the warlord, the convict, Zaid's loyalty mission. And the next main story mission. But mm-hmm. uh, just keep an eye on our Twitter, which you can follow <laughs> at AsyncPod. Uh, I'm wrapping the show up now in case you couldn't tell. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I noticed. Thank you. Um, thank you so very much to Scout Wilkinson for making our wonderful podcast art. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter. You can head on over to her coffee page. Uh, her links are all in the show notes. We really, really love Scout's art. Uh, and you should turn on notifications for when she uh opens up commissions uh because she's really great and very talented and we love working with her and love her as a friend um also if you like the music uh that's from amaranthin who you can follow on bandcamp and twitter his links are also in the show notes thank you for the music pal uh also thank you to the worst garbage for having us the worst garbage.online is where you can find links to all the other shows on the network as well as a link to the community discord which he brought up a couple times today uh and if you want to watch kim play mass effect 2 i almost said television on <laughs> your computer uh that's twitch.tv slash okimmies which is also in the show notes if you want to follow me on twitter it's at aj Fileri. i'm at okimmies And that's going to do it for this week. Kim, do you have any final words from us today from your noteless, (laughs) your your noteless computer? All right. Quote of the day is a quote of a quote. Hold the line. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. See ya. Oh, God. Worst garbage, the online.